You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. I am so grateful and excited that you made a decision to join me today from all over the world. And guess what? I believe that the spirit of God has attracted you here, and you're going to receive the answers, you know, I always say that download, that one aha moment that you need, that you can take, implement in your life, and begin living a more abundant, happy, joyful, and purposeful life. That's what we all want, right? Well, it is a beautiful day here in the ATL. Uh, it is spring, and we have a lot of pollen, but it's all good. I'm going to get right to it. My very uh, special guest is my mentor, Pastor James Powers. He's going to be interviewing me. OMG, he's going to be interviewing me. I don't know what he's going to ask me, but I am open to share. You know, it's something about vulnerability and just being open to share where you just put all shame aside you know I always say that shame says that there's something wrong with you and guilt said you did something wrong but anyway I want you guys to follow me on social media so come on guys TikTok uh, I want you to follow me I'm almost close to a thousand followers and uh, I want to get to a thousand I just need probably 150 more of you guys to go to TikTok and start following me because I want to start doing live TikToks so that I can really help all of those people I think the age range is 19 to 34 most people on TikTok and I just want to give them more insight about the law of attraction all you got to do is go to TikTok law of attraction constants and start following me of course on Instagram I'm law of attraction constants Facebook I am um coach with constants and on Twitter LOA constants so follow me. I mean, I, I, oh, and YouTube. Oh my, my goodness. My YouTube channel is growing by leaps and bounds. So follow me on YouTube, uh, Constance Arnold. And I think that is all I am going to say. Of course, visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com to get my two books, uh, Secrets of Success. And the other book is attracting genuine love and if you're interested in coaching by the way guys my coaching prices are changing 
this week, uh, I'm going back. Uh, there's going to be a, an increase in my coaching prices. So if you want uh, the current prices, uh, you better make a move <laughs> this week. So I think that is it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go to these quick commercials. And then I'm going to be back with the man who has been with me for probably 40 years, coach, mentored, counsel, supported, pulled me out of ditches, told me I could make it my mentor, Pastor James Powers. Stay tuned, everybody. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited. Uh, my very special guest is my mentor of 30 years. I think it might be more than that. Uh, Pastor James Powers, and he's here to celebrate my 13 years as the host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And I'm on the hot seat today, everybody. Uh, he's going to be really just asking me some interesting questions, I'm sure, so that uh, you guys can get to know me at a deeper level. I'm grateful for his years of counseling, coaching, therapy, all of my crying years, my beautiful years, how he has empowered me to be the woman that I am today. Pastor James Powers, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Well, thank you very much. It's always a, a privilege and a blessing to be in your presence as I see you grow and do all of the things you do to become who you are. So that's my joy. Okay, well, let's get with it. Uh, you're here to celebrate 13 years, OMG. And I'm just gonna turn it over to you. I think you remember when I started 13 years ago. And I've watched it grow and I've watched it go to the height of where I knew you could go. So the question is, why are we doing this interview? Well, the bottom line is, as you said, is to celebrate and to celebrate pretty close to almost 700 programs, 700 programs in these 13 <laughs> years. So it's my joy to come and sit with you and pose some questions. Why we wanted to do this is because we believe that even though your audience know you, even though your the people have coached with you and counseled with you, there are things that they may not know, I know they don't know, and some things I don't know. So it's about introducing you, revealing you, the consequence to the audience in a way that they don't know yet. And that means that you're going to get audience that a, a true version, an upgraded version, a transformed version of all the things that's happened in the course of this journey. So with that in mind, I am grateful 
for this audience to hear what they need to hear, know what they need to know, and be what they need to be. So that's why we're here. I better get ready. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. I want to ask a question early on in this process. Would you go back to Chattanooga, Tennessee at 10 years old, 11 years old, and 12 years old, and tell us the dreams and the wishes and the aspirations that that 10, 11, and 12-year-old young lady had in her mind. I think it would be important for them to know that. Yeah, because we know childhood forms who we are. Uh, grew up in the country, chickens running around the front yard. I had a half sister, but she lived with my grandmother. So I was the oldest and the only girl in the house. Uh, great mom and dad. And I remember uh, I would sit on the front porch at night and because we, we were in the country with nothing to do. And I would sit, look at the stars and say, something bigger. Is, is something bigger. I wonder how the stars are made and the way my bedroom was situated, situated the moon would come in my bedroom. So I, I, I've always had a sense of wonder. Mm -hmm. And uh, my dad and my mom played such an integral part in my life. My father was known as the patriarch of the community. I mean, everybody was like, kind of like stood at arms when George Lane came around. He paid all the taxes for everybody. And he was just that kind of man. But he would uh, sit out there on the front porch with me and say, you see that airplane, Constance? He said, I named you Constance because it means consistency. Don't let anybody call you Connie. So that's why to this day, can't nobody call me Connie. And uh, he said, where do you think that plane is going? I'm like, I don't know. He said, guess. I may say something like Switzerland. And he would say, I won't ever go, but one day you were going to go there. I, he, he had me dreaming at an at early age uh, at our good old Baptist church. You know about those. Uh, we had Easter speeches and we, this is Easter weekend, as a matter of fact, and uh, we're taping this. And he would rehearse my speech over and over and over. And I would always get, quote unquote, the prize. So I feel like he was preparing me for, for what I'm doing today. He saw something in me. It was like, I can't do it, but I'm going to have you to do it. And my mom, very mm -hmm. feminine energy, which is who I am now. Y'all know I'm a fashionista. My mom, we used to shop together. She was very beautiful. Uh, she gave me my feminine, quiet uh, spirit because Pastor Powers know, really, I'm very quiet and very shy when I'm not teaching or sharing or, or coaching. But it laid for me this foundation that you can do anything. I remember my dad took me to a symphony. I had never been to a symphony. I'm like, why is he taking me to a symphony? He wanted me to see the pianist playing because I started taking piano lessons really young. I think at the age of 15, I became the junior choir pianist and leader. So I think all of that formed me mm. for leadership for who I am and just kind of like you can do it mm. excellent mm -hmm. 
excellent audience. You are hearing what happens inside of someone in order for them to become. And with that being said, how do you define yourself as a spiritual being or a spiritual person? And I want to add to that too, Pastor Powers, before we get to that question. Somebody might be saying, well, I didn't have a mom and a dad like that. What would you say to that person? Constance, you had a good foundation. I didn't get that. You had someone coaching you from the beginning. What you had was a coach and a dad and a mom for all the things you talked about. At five years old, my mother was taken from a little country town all the way up above Atlanta to a tuberculosis sanatorium because back then it was a death sentence. So I didn't have someone to do that. My dad had to make the differences for a lot of things. But here's what happened. There was a lady in the community who cared about us and taking care of us while my mother was away. And every play that I would be in, she would make sure at school I'd come. So I could hear her cheering me on, coaching me on in the background. Now I know it. She was doing what my mother couldn't do in the sanatorium. So, Constance, in your audience, there are people who are being coached, and all you have to do is listen to it and believe it and rehearse it. So that's what I would say to that. So you want me to describe myself as a spiritual being? Yes, there's so many ways of looking at it, and I know the audience need to hear the way you've looked at it, because I yeah. know you travel from your spiritual being when I first met you, a very intense woman about the scriptures, about God. And I just want them to know how did this spiritual being become? Well, I'm going to say it was, it was transformational and gradual. Uh, you know, uh, because you were the pastor in this big mega church. Uh, when I went to, let me, I grew up in a Baptist church. So it was always church. When I went to Tennessee State University, I would go to church. But I, I just knew there was more because I had a dream at Tennessee State where I felt, I heard this voice say, Atlanta. And after that, I just kind of got this yearning. It was mm -hmm. the spirit to come to Atlanta. So I came to Atlanta. Uh, you know that. Went to Atlanta University mm -hmm. and went to church there. But I knew there was something bigger than church. Then I went to this big mega church for 25 years. But during that time, I was on the road a lot because I had contracts and I would be driving through country towns and I would see cotton and and beautiful corn. And I would begin to say, how does that grow? I, I, how, how does how do how how is the universe made? So I began to search uh, the metaphysical positivity, uh, the 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 pastor who wrote uh, uh, being positive, Norma Vincent Peale. I began to read and I began to think I was too scared to say it. It's something bigger than church. It's mm -hmm. something bigger than the Bible. You know. Pharisee for me to even think that. So I mm -hmm. began to search and on those lonely drives in the country, going from county to county where I was training, 
I feel like I would hear a, 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 just a little voice, not a loud voice, but that would say, I'm bigger than that. You, you're God. I remember one time you told me, Constance, the kingdom of God is inside of you. I always looked outside, praying to an outside God, begging and fasting and praying. I didn't know that I was one with God that uh, since the foundation of the world one with all there is that it was in me so i began to read and search quietly and it was a very isolating and a long journey because i was thinking differently than my peers i was scared to say some of the stuff that i knew and i would spend a lot of time meditating and just getting downloads of truths and I wrote them in my journal journals because I was afraid to say it fast forward oh as I've been on the network for 30 for 13 years I really grew I mean neuroscientists I love the science behind God because it's all God so I've had an expanded view and transformational journey in my spirituality Wow. It's, it's, it's inside me. I'm God. Okay, mm. y'all, I know y'all I'm one with God. The Bible says that we're made in the image and likeness of God. So I'm not the God, but God says that we're little gods. And so that means that I realized instead of me praying and begging, I could create from the inside by what I believed, what I imagined and what I thought. Wow. It, those are spiritual paradigm shifts mm -hmm. that have done you well. It's a similar question, you know, when people say they come to know themselves, mm -hmm. in addition to being, a, how did you come to know yourself in addition to what you've already said? I think I always say this, the most powerful thing besides my relationship with God, higher power, spirit, was the healing of my soul. You know, your soul is your mind, your past, your emotions, your will, your thinking. Mm -hmm. And that happened to one of my other mentors, who you know, Pastor Bill Riley. Mm -hmm. Pastor Riley said, Constance, you need to get in a support group. I'm like, Pastor Riley, I'm already a therapist. But what he wanted me to do was to take a look at my emotions, my self-image, my self-concept, my choices. How come you keep choosing the same kind of men? Uh, so it was the healing, the therapy, the counseling of my soul. Hmm. And so I tell people all of the time, your body, soul, and spirit. So I just talked about my spiritual journey, but even though I grew up in a wonderful family, I had soulish issues, how I saw myself, how I was such a performer. I needed validation from the outside. I was really insecure, mm -hmm. felt inadequate, not, not good enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough. So I would say it was coaching, and support groups that healed my soul. 
Now you drove right into the place I was going to. Now, how does all of that audience <laughs> affect how you coach and counsel? And let me just say at this moment, that's why those of you who have been coached to hear Constance, here's something deeper than just information. Right. So the question is, how does all of this affect the audience and the people you coach and teach? How does that, how does that move from where you have been to where mm -hmm. you're trying to get them to go? Well, you see, and so most time when people want coaching, they want it quick, they want it fast. Mm -hmm. You have to use the law of attraction to manifest now. But I tell everybody that comes to me, mm. when you when you hire me, you get two. Mm. You get a therapist and you get a certified coach. So I'm going to be your therapist first. Mm. And I never coach anybody without doing what Pastor Beer Riley told me to do, the inner counseling the healing of the soul, identifying those old yucky limiting beliefs that are have really, uh, that's really creating and programming our nervous system and our subconscious. Mm -hmm. So consciously people may want something, but mm -hmm. I deal with that first. And people are really, I don't want to go no support group. Uh, I don't want to do counseling because the law of attraction said, focus in on what you want. But what happens is, you know this, your subconscious will always win. It's 90% more powerful. And it directs 90 to 95% of our actions. So if you don't deal with that through counseling, you ain't going to get there. And then after we deal with that, then we can get clear. Most people can't get clear because they come from a wounded soul. So then after that, we get clear about what do you want? What do you want? Why do you want it? You know, the why is really big. When do you want it? And where do you want to be? So all of that came from my own. <laughs> You're the one who taught me about who, what, when, where, how. I think I might have left one, one of them out. But right. yeah, so who I am is how I coach. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And you've, you've led me to the next state of asking, with knowing all about the soul and the mind and the will and the emotion, what is the situation that you know that you have to deal with most in order not to be controlled by the, what we call the ego? E ego, yeah. I, I feel that coaching really helped me with my ego and the ego is really your fake. It was my fake self. Mm -hmm. It's like the face or the upfront person that I felt like I had to portray. Had to be smart, uh, perform cute, always on top of things, know all of the answers, not really letting people know the deep places in my life, the struggling places. I remember one time you called me and I was going through a difficult time financially. As a matter of fact, my lights were about to be cut off. You didn't know this. We used to have prayer at different homes every Friday, right? Remember that? Mm -hmm. And and I said, Pastor Powers, we can't have prayer at my house this week. You said, why? I said, I can't tell you. 
And mm. you said, why? And what it was, was the shame. Mm. The, that was my ego. Shame that I didn't have my finances, myself, uh, together, etc. Mm. And so that ego is that outward uh, shame-based. I'm going to say shame-based because shame says there's something wrong with who you are. Guilt says you did something wrong. But shame mm. says it's something wrong with who you are. That's my very being. And it was once again, I realized that the more I did my own inner work, inner counseling support group, that that ego kind of like, mm, it, it diminishes and it goes in the back. You know, we talk about fake news, but that was fake constants. I, I didn't know any better. I just felt like you, you just got to always have your game face on. But you, you're used to, uh, you, you said, Constance, you've got to be able to touch the God in somebody. And you helped me a lot with shame because my ego belief was you always got to be on top of things. You always, you can't show any vulnerabilities or your insecurities or your inadequacies. It always has to be whatever, but really it was fake. But the more I heal that area my ego just diminishes it diminished and even now if my mm. ego tries to come up i'm like hold it mm -mm. you get back there you're not mm -mm. i'm spirit led and, and and not ashamed of who i am what i'm going through any any errors mistakes i don't believe in mistakes i just share it and don't have any problem doing that. Thank God. <laughs> so you're saying that the ego is the false actor acting as the real you? Mm -hmm. You put it succinctly. Wow. Now, audience, just for me to make a footnote, you don't get that insight that someone has already worked through the way Constance had worked through it. So what you are hearing out there, you should exhale and realize this, this question, how much of that that she had is in me to prevent me from becoming what she needs to do? You ask about who, what, when, where, how, and why. Those are my, my model for saying how many who questions I could ask about what I'm dealing with. One day I came up, it was on a ship somewhere and I had something like set three or four or 500 who and what went where and how question. How do you use those when you get ready to counsel to pull cause those who, what, when, where, how questions as I heard you say brings out of them what needs to come out of them. How do you yeah, do Yeah, I have everybody to do a coaching assessment which asks all kinds of questions like, have you ever had counseling? What's your weak areas? You know, who are you? So, and they send it back to me. Have you had any trauma, any sexual molestation? Um, so by the time they get to me, that first session, I tell everybody, bring your tissue, your Kleenex and be in a quiet place. And you might need a little glass of wine afterwards <laughs> to drink. <laughs> but that's how we're going to go that deep. And so who are you how did you become that person so mm -hmm. i delve deeply into that part of them first mm -hmm. 
Mm. And that might be two or three weeks that we're discovering the who. And then we get to the why, what, what do you want? What do you want? What would bring you joy? What would bring you happiness? What would bring you love? What would bring you peace? What do you want? Uh, uh, and then why? The why is big. Why do you want that? Why do you want? Uh, why do you want to make more money? Uh, what are you going to do with it? And you know, uh, the why is so big because it's the motivation that keeps you going. It's the fuel. So if somebody say they want to lose weight, a hundred pounds, why do you want to lose weight? Because I want to play with my children, be able to fit in a bathing suit for a guy, be able to play football with my, with my son, because that why is the one that's going to keep you from going to uh, Brewster's ice cream for my international listeners. I had mm -hmm. to learn how to stay away from that place. It's going to keep you on the on the walking trail. It's going to keep you in mm -hmm. preparing your foods because your why is the motivator. Um, I think I've shared with listeners, it's not that you motivate it. It's mm -hmm. not that you even feel anything, but mm -hmm. your why is so big, it gets you out of the bed and keeps you moving. So who are you? What do you want? Why do you want it? When mm. do you want it? And where do you see yourself? Those are kind of the phases mm. that I, I go through. And I know I'm not a lot of like, like a lot of law of attraction coaches where manifest anything now. I just think that that unresolved stuff, those unresolved issues, that soul weighs down, hinders, stops, and slows down what we really want. Wow. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the audience ought to be saying, wow. Wow. <laughs> for me, please, Constance, and I'm wanting to encourage you to know that when she's asking to be a part of what she's doing, she's inviting you to become. Next questions I want to ask you is, what do you know now that you wish you had known 15 years ago and how would you be different? Oh Lord. So you know where I was 15 years ago. When I look at myself now, what do I know now? I know that who I am is enough. I know that mm. uh, I have accepted all of my insecurities, inadequacies, etc. Because you know, uh, 13 years ago, you know where I was. I was crying, calling you from the CVS parking lot saying, I can't do this anymore. Remember, I had fallen and broken my ankle. And, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to live. And how could, you know, uh, you know, I had gone through a breakup. How could that happen to me? And looking back on that, uh, I'm so glad that I did not get married in that situation because who I am is so different now. So what I know now is who I am is enough that if something doesn't manifest in your life, that you mm -hmm. have to trust God that he is taking you vibrationally or expanding your consciousness 
are are changing your thinking so that you are, are expanding your capacity to receive even more that you could even more than you could think imagine or comprehend that's what i know now uh, that uh back then that if I could trust what I couldn't see, mm. trust that I have a loving, giving, supporting spirit on the inside of me that's on my side. Anelva Goddard said, agree with God. You mm. know, God said everything is good. God is on my side to help me and to take me through that process. So it's an acceptance of who I am allowing yourself to expand your capacity because it looked like when anything happening how could this be happening it took me out of victimhood poor me I remember when I was in the parking lot and I said uh, the doctor said you're gonna be in a wheelchair for six months and I told you I said I can't do this and you said yes you can and those yes you can words Mm. empowered me on days when I thought I couldn't mm. and so that's what I know now so for anybody out there you're like well why hadn't it manifested yet could, uh, could it be that God is expanding your capacity to receive taking you to a different vibrational level where I am vibrationally and spiritually I I, I would not even have chosen that person could not choose mm -hmm. that person now mm -hmm. uh, even what even my capacity around money what I can be and do uh, I told people I started podcasts when people didn't even have a podcast so that was God leading me mm -hmm. at the darkest time one of the darkest times of my life mm -hmm. I heard that still small voice to say law of attraction radio network and I just want to say to listeners, God loves to be with you at what you consider to be the low places of your life. Mm. And so it was in that, I'm like, love, attraction, radio, network. What in the world is that? Because that was the year the secret had come out. But that was the spirit whispering to me. So anybody who's listening, you in a, just like a crazy, unfamiliar place. You know, the spirit wants to be with you, guide you, but you have to trust that. So that's the long answer. That's what I know now that I wish I knew back then. Excellent. You remember that when you when I called you. I'm like, what does he mean? I can do it. I can't. But I did. It started in Chattanooga with the sound of your mom and your dad. That's why I want people to know that have somebody that you could look back that made sounds of encouragement like your dad and your mom had and aunts and uncles for others who don't have that. So great answer. Great not because I'm saying it great. Great because it's an exhibit of what's going on inside of you. What do you like most about yourself? Well, we could take up the... <laughs> I like myself. <laughs> I think because so many years I didn't, I'm generous, loving, kind. I'm a lot of fun. Uh, I think I'm easy to be with. Um, 
I'm spontaneous, creative. I love learning new things. I love my hunger or zest for God. I love that about me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I love how I am understanding that people are doing the best they can. Mm. So it's less judgment from me towards people. But I, I think I'm a pretty awesome woman. And I stand firmly in that. Uh, humility is not just saying, oh, not me. But humility is standing fully in who God has shown you who you are. Now, who and whatever I am is because of the grace of God. Mm-hmm. But I like myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like I'm creative. I like that I'm a fashionista, that I'll try anything. Even when we travel, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for it. We're going to jump off of this cliff. I'm going to do it one time and I'll, I'll try it. And, mm. and that, and that I, I just won't give up. That's my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when, when it's hard, when it's like, uh, I don't know if I could do another show, you know, on those, on those weeks when I needed help, when I needed encouragement, mm. it always showed up for me that whatever the guest said, it was for me. Mm-hmm. I met some remarkable people, you, you, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So how blessed am I every week to connect with people from all over the world, not only my listeners, but all of the people that I've interviewed, I'm friends with a lot of those people. So on those weeks when I showed up and like, okay, God, you're going to have to do this because I don't have nothing this week. And you get on there and in that hour, Mm. what I need, it comes to me. It's like Einstein said, the boomerang effect, whatever Mm. you goes around, comes back around to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, it's important for people to hear the depth at which you are seeing this. I'm sitting looking at the person that I've known pretty close to now 40 years. Wow. 1982, 80 mm-hmm. to now. And I'm thinking, I'm always amazed to hear another version. And it's not a version that wasn't there. It was a version that's becoming so folk. If you've already had a coaching session and think you got everything out of the, all of the uh, juice out of the berry, not. You are probably going to take this one and run with it like nothing else. And that is imagination. How do you imagine? How do you create your life and well-being? What makes you know how to imagine. Well, I could teach all day on that one, but I'm going to keep it short. My my imagination, I'm just now knowing fully what that is and how powerful that is. I mean, you've been to my houses, you know, my house in the country where I had all my vision boards and everybody would come in and because I entertained a lot at that house and people would walk around and say, oh, and it was Sharon Gilbert who said, Constance, 
did you know that this picture in your office is the same picture, the same way your bedroom is? I didn't know that. And she said it's verbatim. And that was so unusual because, you know, that house was, was built in the 1900s. And, mm -hmm. and so it was a very unusual house. But I have learned to take um, the images off of the vision board and put it in me. So for me, the Bible says, whatever you behold, imagine would not be withheld from you. And you say all of the time, whatever you behold, you become. So I have just gotten clear about what I want. I understand that what I think up here mm. and deposit it in my heart in images and hold that picture like I would this, if I'm taking a picture, you and I would say, hold it past the powers. And then I would click the picture. Hold that picture as if it's already true, independent from any of my outside circumstances, knowing mm -hmm. that I'm one, if, if I'm one with God, then in my imagination, not Neville Goddard said, your imagination is God. So since I'm one with God, God is down there with me in my imagination about my new whatever, my new car. So that's me and God co-creating down there. And so with joy and gratitude, because the Bible says, when you pray, believe you receive it. So I pray, God, give me a brand new Mercedes, black. That's going to be my next one, black. And I know what I want, an E320. And I begin to see myself already driving, already having, already possessing that pulling in my garage, hearing angel bark as I pull in, seeing one of my neighbors say, is that a new car? And feeling the emotion of that, that mm. picture, that imagination, because God said he's already given me all things. I'm just choosing. In the quantum world, every day, all possibilities exist. So I'm choosing, do I want a black Mercedes, green? What do I want? Do I want red lipstick, pink lipstick? Do you want to be happy, sad? So I keep that image independent. It's not easy from everything that's on the outside that says, no, how, are you, that, how is that going to happen? And uh, with joy and gratitude, when you are grateful, you're signaling to the universe that I have it now. The Bible says, rejoice that means rejoy rejoice and again i say rejoice mm. so that's all i'm gonna say about my imagination eight, eight, i eight, love eight. it <laughs> <laughs> good because when i asked the question folks you got to see it is it is power it's in me you know, absolutely absolutely and each thing that you said and you could add you said it but thoughts or things, and I would just like for you to give some example of some of the things you thought that manifested. Oh, Lord. I didn't know that thoughts were things back in the day, but y'all know thoughts are vibrational. They go out, they bring to you. Thinking is the beginning of the manifestation process. Uh, just recently, one of my neighbors, uh, uh, had to move her dad 
So I went over there and I saw this Chinese kind of uh, table and some other stuff. And I looked at it and um, it was so unique. I like unique things. And I said to myself, I said, I want that. But I had purchased some other things from her, like rug and, and other things. And I said, I'm going to think this and imagine this into my life. I didn't tell anybody because the owner kept saying, oh, that would be so pretty. You think you would like that, Miss Constance? I said, well, let me think about it. That night, I came home. And I saw, it's, it's a Chinese chest, and then it has other little small chests that go with it that you could use in your living room area. So that night, this just happened two weeks ago. This just came to my mind. I came home, and I began to imagine myself. I said, I'm going to practice that already being in my house. So I didn't say anything. I thought about it first. Because mm. you got to think about what you want. What do you want? I want this Chinese thing. And so um, I thought about it and then visualized it the next morning, got up and visualized it being brought into my home. So I went to the gym and when I came back, Ave Maria, my BFF, y'all know y'all met her. Mm -hmm. She was pulling in my driveway in her truck. And I'm like, what are you doing here? She said, you know, I went over there because I had told her, you need to go to that estate sale. And she said, the lady told me you were looking at this and I wanted to surprise you. She had bought me that and it was not, it was not cheap. Wow. So that's an example. And I saw what we pulled that big, uh, um, beautiful, uh, case in my home with those beautiful boxes because while I was at the gym I was saying oh thank you for my oriental new furniture I didn't know I hadn't talked to Ave about it or anything that's an example of thinking something in whatever you want think about it so if you don't want lack I would say if you don't want it in your life don't think about it yes if you want it in your life, think about it, feel it. You don't have to know how. Begin to see it. Begin to be grateful for it. I had no idea. Excellent example. <laughs> that's just that, happened. That, that's manifestation at its mm -hmm. deepest level, if there's such thing. What haven't you said today that need to be said? that this audience need to hear that you haven't said yet? Well, I'm going to say this. We got about, we got about 11 minutes. If something has not manifested in your life, don't judge yourself. Don't say what's wrong with me, etc. I'm going to be real honest with y'all. Pastor Powers knows this. All of y'all know that I, I, that I am going to be getting married again. But I felt, the, I allowed myself to feel the pressure of why hasn't it happened? What is my audience going to think about me? They're going to think that, that I, I'm not really a powerful manifester. 
Remember I told you, and I felt some shame around that. And I'm like, the last time you interviewed me, I'm like, don't even think about asking me that question. You know, I would never tell Pastor Powers about it, but I realized there was shame around it. But this is the real truth. If something hasn't manifested in your life, it doesn't mean that God is holding it back from you. What I realize about me is, I can say this, if I wanted to be married, if all I wanted to be was married, I could be married like that. James Powers knows that, but I believe that for where God is taking me, and, and how much I've just changed over these 13 years that my capacity to even be open to the level of man that would, I don't want to say deal with me. I can't think of another word though, that would, uh, that would complement and that would have the, uh, uh, ability to pour into me, it would be mutual reciprocal. So that has been my uh, take on that. And so if something hasn't manifested, it may not be you. It may be God expanding. Uh, I, uh, it, it may be God increasing your thinking, increasing your faith for what you could have. I've seen so many women just get married I'm coaching them and they were just on a different level than their husband and they became the teacher the coach and I tell them all the time a man don't want to be in intimate with his teacher and his coach and somebody that's always telling him what to do so I'm very peaceful about that God has my highest good, God has your highest good on his mind, and, and that it's going to be beyond uh, anything that I could have comprehended or believed. I'm very, I'm, I don't want to say content, I'm content with expectation. Uh, I, I'm satisfied, I'm peaceful, I'm not yearning for love. I already have it. I love mm -hmm. my life because if I'm one with God and one with all there is, and he's already given me all things that pertain to life and godliness, that's love. So in the essence of my being, I already have love. I act like it. I'm trying to train my dog, Angel, to act like it, but <laughs> <laughs> I need help on that. Anybody can help me. So I already have in my consciousness, love and marriage. That's a big transformation for me. So anybody who is, why hasn't this happened? Trust the spirit and be believe that God is expanding your capacity because the spirit is never holding anything back from you. I don't feel like I'm waiting. I'm not waiting for my breakthrough. I ain't waiting for my man. I already have it now. I see it. I visualize it. I act like it. That's why I keep my car clean. Remember one time you said to me, Constance, if a man saw this car, remember you saw my car and it was junky. I had about 10 pair of shoes in the bag and, and you were like, you need to clean up your car. So I am acting like, not acting like I'm already married. I got the boldness to say that. Mm -hmm. 
I already see James Powers marrying me and it's not trying to make it happen. It is truth in my soul. Now, it took me some years to get to that. So if something hasn't happened in your life, you know, maybe you need to coach with me so I can help you walk through that because I know that feeling. Is that honest enough? <laughs> well, honest enough is you have expressed your true self. And yeah. The people know how honest it is, even if you didn't intend to share it. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be able to say that you have demonstrated to the audience an example of what it, you went through that Mercedes and all of those kind of things, and it, you didn't squint one bit about believing that was going to happen. The thing that gets larger and larger is when am I going to get married? And the question is, I am. I am. Because we attract from our I amness. Yes. It's your I amness that attracts. Because if I wasn't married, I would be yearning and hoping and oh God win and begging, but already I am. And, and, and how, how could I say this nicely? There are a lot of men at this very moment who are very interested in miss I am this and and so for anybody if you want if you desire more money more uh more anything become it mm -hmm. and that's why I'm content and satisfied because I already got I, I'm full of love I am right now and I can tell you by knowing her she's not she's not ever trying to find a man the man that belongs to her life has already been found. You just have to discover them. Yeah. So describe to you, me. Go ahead. We got how many minutes we got? Five minutes. And so I want you to take that. Describe the image you truly have of yourself and, and, and expand it so that people could see the image because the image you have of yourself is the real you. So describe that. For okay. Me. I, I say the image I have is spiritual, compassionate, uh, insightful, intuitive, caring, loving, uh, beauty, attractive, healthy, young, and vibrant, and world changer. Global, a, global world shaker and changer, for sure. Social media influencer. Now, for the people who are in the audience, they are taking now, I'm sure, notes on how to develop the image they have of themselves because the image turns into what you imagine more. So that's the case. Before you, I need one minute, you were saying something the other day on the 30th, the 13th anniversary uh, broadcast. And you said, I would like for you to donate. And I said, I don't want, I don't want, I know what you mean, but I don't think I want people to feel like they need to donate 
to your, what you do. They need to invest in what you do. An investment is when you invest, you investing not only in the person, you investing in what they are. And as a result of that, you get a return. So I would offer to say the donation part, it was good intentioned, but I'm saying, why not invest and let the investment return to you what you need to have from investing and it'll be a blessing for both of you. So invest rather than donation because donation, you begin to look to see what you have. If you knew you were going to invest in Apple or Google, you wouldn't be asking for, I'm going to to get a donation to do that. You would invest and believe that that's what's going to happen. So invest in the think, believe, and manifest show as a result of the leader of that constant honor. Wow, thank you. I want to thank you. You know, when I wrote the, wrote that word donate, I didn't feel right about it, but I couldn't, uh, couldn't think of anything else. But I want to thank you for investing in my life in my family's life, in my mother's life, in my sister's life. I mean, you came to, you spoke at my mom's funeral. You came to my sister's funeral. You have been there for me in the deep, dark places, but also uh, you've been there for me to coach me, to go higher. Uh, And I am just so appreciative to you and your beautiful wife. Now she's behind the scenes, she's a powerful sister y'all right pastor powers she's a powerful sister and uh, i always acknowledge her so i'm i'm so grateful to god for you and for bringing out in me some of the stuff i said today i didn't know was in me so i'm glad to uh to uh have had that come out of me i'm so grateful So everybody, this has been so good. I'm so grateful and thankful. Uh, thank all of you for being uh, loyal and, and, and just following me for all of these years. I feel honored and privileged. I want you to tell at least one person this week about the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. Remember, there are so many ways that you can listen to me, but when you go to my show page on the Law of Attraction Radio Network, just click my picture and you can look at the many ways ways that you can either subscribe to my show or follow me weekly. I love all of you. And um, if you're interested in coaching with me, you hear who hear who I am and how I coach, let's do a discovery call. Email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And um, I just want to say this week, uh, my ending mantra, James Powers, is Uh, If you can see it, you can have it. Have Mm. a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.